0: Welcome to Synergetic Culture, where we exist to provide practical and tangible content to help you build a synergetic culture. Here's the dichotomy, though. Culture is formed either by design or by default. A culture by design, when adopted by the people within the culture, has a multiplying effect in the way it builds the organization and the individuals within it. And this, my friends, this is a synergetic culture. So how do we create a culture by design? What fundamentals and tactics and principles build a synergetic culture? Well, you've come to the right place. So no matter where you find yourself in your career, this podcast is for you. And with that being said, let's jump into today's episode of Synergetic Culture.
1: Welcome to episode seven of Synergetic Culture, a solo episode with me, your host, Adam Bieber. I appreciate you tuning in today to listen to this episode. Whether you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, I truly appreciate the support and the feedback that we've gotten up until this point as we've released an episode every single week. The goal and the purpose of having this podcast is to help you and to equip you with practical and tangible content to help you build a synergetic culture. And so I hope today adds value to you. I'm not gonna take a ton of time today, but I do wanna talk about a topic that I'm very passionate about. Today's episode is titled, Self-Care is Culture Care. When you prioritize taking care of yourself, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, you show others around you that you value yourself. And by doing that, you value the people around you because you're giving them your best self. Now, this is something that I feel like a lot of us have heard time and time again, but there's a tension and a pressure in culture that tells us self-care is selfish. Now, A quick disclaimer. Today's episode is not about finding ways to manipulate the work and the hustle and the grind that it takes to be successful. It's not about being overly selfish and cutting corners and not following through on responsibilities and things within your job description. Today, is about fighting the tension that says you've got to lay down your life in order for you to be successful, in order for you to go somewhere, in order for you or your team to succeed. That's a serious tension. And I speak from a place of passion when I talk about this because this is a tension that I've wrestled with for the last decade. I'm a very, very dedicated, hardworking person. If you know me personally and you've seen me in action, whether it be volunteering together, working alongside each other on the same team, maybe I worked for you and you're listening to this, then you know the grind, the hustle, the passion that I'll give anything that I put my mind to. And I think there's a lot of people that resonate with that. If you're listening to this podcast, it's because you want to grow, you want to develop, you want to build the culture around you. So, there's a good chance we're similar-minded in this mindset. And those are amazing qualities. I'm, I'm grateful for the passion and the desire to, to grow and to hustle that's, that just ignites me every single day. But I find myself wrestling back and forth with, a, with a, a, a tension that says I've got to give everything and leave nothing for me in order to be successful. There was a paradigm shift that happened a couple years ago. And let me tell you, (laughs) this paradigm shift came after I messed this up several times. But I finally realized that if I don't care for myself, if I don't take care of Adam, then I can't fully and effectively care for others. And this applies both professionally and personally. I don't think I'm sharing anything that's uh, a new discovery or monumental, and I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel here. What I want to do is encourage you to put your mental, physical, spiritual, emotional well-being in a proper place of priority in your life so that you can be the best version of yourself. Because here's the reality. Whether you're leading a team A part of a team, joining a team, leaving a team, it doesn't matter. When you are the best version of yourself, then the people around you get the best version of you. And the objectives that you have within your career get the best possible version of you. So, what does this look like? I think about uh, Abraham Lincoln. He's a phenomenal uh, example of, of this. And there's a hilarious quote. I say it's hilarious because um, it, it's not quite culturally relevant, but it makes sense. Because I think anybody can, can wrap their minds around it. But he said, give me six hours to chop down a tree, and I will spend the first four sharpening the axe. Now, I don't know when the last time you chopped down a tree was. I know for me personally, um, the last time I did it, I did it with a chainsaw. Um, But Abraham Lincoln knew that in order for him to successfully accomplish the the very time-consuming, costly task of cutting down a tree, it was going to weigh on him physically, maybe emotionally, mentally, He knew that in order to set himself up for success, he had to take care of the tool. He had to take care of the axe. He was going to spend time sharpening it so that when he went out to actually start cutting, he got the best result out of it. There's a similarity here. There's a parallel. When we take care of ourselves, we are showing the people around us that we're going to sharpen the axe. We're going to take care of home base. We're going to take care of ourselves so that when we enter the workplace, the team, the volunteer group, wherever it is that you're entering, it might even just be your family. We can get as as personal and as simple as entering back into a relationship. Taking care of yourself, self-care is taking care of the culture, the environment, the relationships within that environment. So while that quote by Abraham Lincoln doesn't necessarily uh, culturally apply with sharpening axes, there are ways that we can take care of ourselves. So I want to get a little practical here and just share some of the things that have worked for me. And and I'm coming to you from, from my perspective. So my encouragement to you is as I share some of these things, if they resonate, great. Maybe try them out. If they don't, think with me about some of the ways that you can practically better take care of yourself. So I'm going to break this up into the categories in which I I shared them with you. Let's start with mentally. When I take care of myself mentally, for me, I shared this a couple weeks ago, therapy. Going to therapy to get help, processing, coping, and dealing with things like crippling anxiety and, and some of the challenges that I've faced in my personal life. Has been a game changer for my mental health. A couple of years ago, I was on a, a sales team and I had a standing every other Friday therapy appointment. And my boss put a weekly recurring meeting on my calendar every Friday at the same exact time as my therapy appointment, which happened to be over lunch. Okay. So I was planning to take my lunches and go to therapy and had time to go do it, come back, put in a couple extra hours throughout the week just to compensate for it. When my boss put that meeting on the calendar, I I went to him and I said, hey man, I'm totally willing to shift my therapy appointment, but I just want to let you know, I I go to therapy every other week on Fridays um, and you put that meeting every week. On my calendar, I wanted to see if there was any possible way that we could shift it to a different time frame. Uh, the support that I got from my boss was incredible. He said, "Adam, that's important. You taking care of yourself, you taking care of your your mind and your 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 emotional well being, because it's kind of ties to that emotional health too." He said, "That is the best thing that you can do, not just for yourself, not for your son, but also for your your career here." So I'll move the meeting so that you can keep going. Don't ever miss a therapy meeting. It was a game-changing experience. So for me, mentally, it was, and emotionally, it was therapy. That was the practical thing that I did to help take care of myself. That was my self-care. If you're a leader and you're listening to this, if you've got people on your team that are willing to be brave enough to come to you and share this type of stuff, embrace them. I'm telling you, somebody taking care of their mental health, within reason, as long as they're still accomplishing the goals and objectives of their position, should not be met with resistance when it comes to being able to make this happen. We've got to encourage people to take care of their mental health. It's so important right now. Uh, physically, here was another another practical thing that that helped me um, some type of physical fitness. For me, it was running. I got really into running a couple of years ago. It was the, for me, I can mentally process. Uh, I can get in the zone, listen to music. It pushes my body. Um, it's not like a love hate relationship. It, it, it drives me nuts sometimes, but it's also quite a, a good experience. But even just getting into the gym, lifting um, doing something physical, getting your body moving, getting your blood flowing, getting the endorphins going does so much for you physically and mentally. A lot of these tie together. That it's another way that I found that was so helpful in me shifting and taking care of myself. My mind, my my focus, everything worked better when I had taken time to physically exercise. That's almost... That and therapy are two of the top things for me that have that have made it, made a game changing impact in my life. Spiritually, I've kind of mentioned this before. I don't know if, if you're listening to this and you you have a higher power that you believe in. I do. I personally believe in in in, in my faith, and for me, committing to my spiritual growth, my spiritual development, was something that super impactful to me. And so one of the practical ways that I did that is I connected with mentors that aligned with the same spiritual values that I have. I'm not here to push my spiritual beliefs or my religious beliefs on anybody. I'm just here to share with you the things that work for me. And having a mentor, having somebody a couple stages ahead of where I'm at in life that can share wisdom, that can be a safe place for me to go to, to to bounce ideas off of, and to grow spiritually along with staying connected with a local community of of people that believe the same thing I do, that helped me to take care of myself, set a better example for my son, and to be more spiritually grounded and sound as I go into my daily activities. And then emotionally. I'm going to be real with you all uh, um, again here. Um, taking care of, of your emotional health, taking care of your mental health, coming on here and talking about therapy, these are not things that come easy to me. I don't think they're things that come easy to a lot of people, at least right at first. When I first started going to therapy, I hid it from everybody in my life. I didn't want anyone to know that I was having to go to therapy because I was struggling with coping with the challenges and stresses of life. I had a hard time accepting the fact that I had been struggling with anxiety for decades. And so I hid it from everybody. I didn't want anybody to know. And I realized the power that comes in being open and sharing and realizing that I'm not the only one that struggles. I'm not the only one that deals with it, that struggles with it, that needs help. And one of the best things that I did for my own emotional health was to put my guard down, not in front of everybody, but with a select few people. I've got a circle of, of trust with a handful of people that I can go to and share anything with. And I met with support, advice, encouragement, challenges, and for me to be able to be completely vulnerable and completely honest has done so much for me emotionally, which means that when I turn around and I walk back into the relationship with my son, I'm a single dad, when I walk into the relationships with my coworkers and my team at work, I lead a team now that I can be the best version of myself today as best I can so that I can better lead and guide and support and encourage and build up the people around me. So here's my encouragement to you. Don't forget, self-care is culture care. Figure out what it is that you can do practically, action steps. They can be small to mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally care for yourself. You don't have to abandon your work ethic. You don't have to abandon the hustle and the grind in order to take care of yourself. But I'm telling you, by doing this, it's a game changer. You'll notice a difference. The people closest to you will notice a difference and your team and the culture and the environment that you're a part of will benefit greatly from it. I could talk about this for hours, but I want to leave you with that. Remember self-care is culture care. That's it for today, everybody. Thank you for listening to episode seven. Tune in next week for episode eight and another awesome interview Where I'm going to introduce you to another amazing person who's got awesome value to add to building a synergetic culture. Take care, folks. We'll see you next week.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode. To learn more about synergetic culture, we invite you to go to synergeticculture.com. Sign up to receive our weekly podcast and blog, and then connect with us on social media. We want to be connected to you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe to the podcast and then share our show with the people around you so they, too, can build a Synergetic Culture. This episode was written and recorded by Adam Bieber, founder and CEO of Synergetic Culture. Synergetic Culture is a registered trademark of Adam Bieber and the Synergetic Culture Company.